am so excited to share with you today's topic because it's not something I normally get interested in talking about. But guys, this brainstorm of an idea came to me and I think it's genius. <laughs> Nothing like patting yourself on the back. I just want to share it because I want some more people than me to try it and I want feedback and I'm so excited. Anyway, today we're going to dig in to quit trying cleaning routines and two different methods to try instead. Let's go. Hey friend, welcome to the Joy Loving Home Podcast. I'm Joy, wife, mom of four, <laughs> and unorganized professional organizer. I have a heart for ADHD moms and kids. After spending years learning and organizing for other people, I realized there's a real need to turn the concept of being well-planned and organized upside down. It shouldn't be created exclusively by type A naturally organized people as a way to fix you or your home. Organizing, planning, and productivity should fit the way our brains think. Albert Einstein said, everybody's a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. <laughs> well, fish, let's quit trying to climb trees while being given tips by well-intentioned monkeys who cannot understand how our brains think. Join me in the water and learn how to swim with the current of your life. It's time to choose unorganized organization and flexible productivity. It's time to choose progress over perfection. I'm in this journey with you, and together, we can choose joy. Okay, the idea for this topic today came from, I have one of these page-a-day calendars. I love page-a-day calendars. I so want to create one that is just for fish like us. <laughs> And it would have something on it every day that would be like so spontaneous and I don't know, one day, it's in my head, but I'm digressing. My page a day for today said to make progress, ask for help, embrace imperfection, be kind to yourself, try new tactics. And it looks like a bunch of post-it notes, which you know is like <laughs> makes my heart happy to have post-it notes. Anyway, the try new tactics, I was like, that is kind of the point of my podcast. Like, I just want to keep throwing ideas at us because I keep saying we are fish in a monkey world and all of the advice and all of the structures are for monkeys. And I just want more fish voices out there to say, why does it have to be this way? Let's try new things. And one of those is the cleaning routine. And guys, we're about to see it. It's February, which means March, maybe as late as April, but in March, you'll start seeing all of these. It's time for spring cleaning, spring cleaning advice. What's your cleaning routine? If you do a routine, it's the best thing ever. Drives me bonkers. And I was like, how, how do I make things different? How do I get messaging out there for my fish? And guys, you have been so sweet. I got the most amazing email this week from one of you just saying how finding this podcast has made a difference for you. I wish you all understood that finding you all has made a difference for me too because it allows me to know that these crazy ideas of mine are not so crazy. They're just there for us and I'm so glad you're here and yeah, I just had to share that. But anyway, so today I had to dig into cleaning routines and I want us to quit them. It's, it's never worked anyway. Why do we keep beating ourselves 
over the head with them, feeling horrible about ourselves and feeling less than because we can't keep them up because they're not for us. I wanted to cover some ideas. First of all, routines were designed by monkeys for monkeys and monkeys have the largest voice out there in the cleaning and organizing and decluttering industry. And so it seems like the norm. I just don't feel like it has to be the norm. We struggle because our brains are not suited for that kind of a structured routine. Messing up ends up being super, super stressful. There is also a lot of science around starting is way easier than restarting. So when you've been trying a routine, you might actually get into it for a while at first and you're like, look at me, I'm finally doing this. And then something throws you off track and then you beat yourself up tenfold for not being able to get back on it when you're like, but I did it, but I knew how to do it, but I was doing it. Why can't I get back? It's actually harder to restart. And so that's why I think routines can be really damaging because you think that's the way. And when it gets interrupted, that restarting has set you back even further. Also, the fact that we don't have language around anything other than cleaning routines, I think it makes it hard for us to sort of argue that we have a different way to do things. And so I'm going to introduce you to two types of language to talk about when somebody's like, how's your cleaning routine? Or, oh, I can't get my house together. I just need a good cleaning routine. What do you do? I'm going to give you some language around that suited for us. I am going to start by saying that I will argue that think about pioneer pre-Renaissance type cleaning. None of that was designed as a way of routine. I will argue that it, any cleaning done back when <laughs> was a matter of necessity. There was a certain amount of cleaning that had to be done just because life was so much dirtier. It just was. This effort to get into a cleaning routine was probably designed, and I have not done deep research in this, but was probably designed when we became, once we had a little more time on our hands and we wanted to put some structure around, quote unquote, the keeping up of the house and the voices that rose to the top were those that were just sort of naturally strict about their cleanliness. That has a place, absolutely. I mean, if you're running a hospital or you're running a hotel or you're, you need to have a certain amount of cleanliness because it's expected and it's needed and it's necessary. But imagine like a pioneer person going, it's time to scrub the windows because it's on the calendar. <laughs> if they had glass, they would have cleaned it when they couldn't see out of it anymore because there were far too many more important things to be doing in a day. If they were cleaning their clothes, it was because they were filthy, not because it was Tuesday. Get what I mean? I will argue that cleaning routines have been born out of boredom, not necessity. <laughs> Again, I don't have research around that, but I believe that very strongly. The two methods I want us to try, one is the return to cleaning as necessary. And to put some lovely language around this, I don't do cleaning routines. I do ad hoc cleaning. Oh, I'm just an ad hoc cleaner. Sounds super smart, but honestly, ad hoc just means as needed. Think about this. Like even, let's fast forward into, you know, post-Renaissance, 
even like these, okay, I just started watching Downton Abbey. I'm late to the game, but it's this giant house with this entire staff of cleaning people. They would just cover things up when they weren't in use. And when it was time to use those rooms, they would uncover them and clean them up. Nobody was cleaning a room that wasn't in use until it was necessary. Even then, there was an ad hoc structure to the cleaning. Think about if we switched into ad hoc cleaning, the result is still the same. It's kind of like this whole new math movement. If, if the right answer is still the right answer at the end of it, what the heck does it matter as to how you got it? I know it matters, guys. I do. But <laughs> in math, but not in cleaning. So if you happen to be blessed with a guest room, why do you have it as part of a quote unquote cleaning routine when people stay in it? four times a year. Clean it right before they come. Ad hoc cleaning. Eliminate the stress from that. If nobody is in your dining room except for Thanksgiving meal, I'm not saying never, ever, ever clean it until the day before Thanksgiving, but don't make it part of a cleaning routine that you're doing just because you feel like you're supposed to do it. I don't think there's any harm or any foul with, oh, we do ad hoc cleaning. Oh my goodness, what is ad hoc cleaning? I wonder if that would work for me. We clean as needed. You know when a place needs it. Kitchen can be every day. A bathroom can be every day or two. Beds, clean them once a week, every other week, whatever suits your family. I grew up in a mining town in Appalachia. <laughs> and the going saying, I just assumed everybody in the world said this, but maybe it was just local. You don't work in the coal mines. Why are you washing that outfit? Your laundry can be cut down considerably. If you, t I mean, unless you are just really having body odor issues, <laughs> stuff can be more, worn more than once. You put the, these things out in my head and then I'm saying them to this microphone and I know you're listening and you are either like, oh my gosh, I I'm buying in or you like, she is crazy. I love her about other things, but she is crazy right now. <laughs> And so I really need your feedback on this one. It's, you're going to have to send me an email or drop me something in the Facebook group when I add a post about today's podcast. I would love some feedback, guys, on this. So this is, was my first method. Instead of worrying about a cleaning routine and all the stress involved in a cleaning routine, start ad hoc cleaning. Just you, you don't have to. You will know when it's ready. It's like having a deadline that wasn't there before. And we all know our brains move well to deadlines and to urgency. It, it, it just, they do. And so the urgency will arrive. Guest coming. Oh, let's do some ad hoc cleaning. Having in-laws come to stay the weekend. Ad hoc cleaning. Having a dinner party next Friday night. Ad hoc cleaning. In between? Who the heck cares? It's your family. Do things you all enjoy. Don't let your kitchen get filthy. I'm not asking you to get, I'm not asking you to not maintain health standards. I'm asking you not to do the stuff that's just not necessary. All right, so that was method one. Method two, and I'm excited about the language around this, is we are going to call it structured spontaneous cleaning. Oh, what's your cleaning routine? Oh, you know what? I don't really do routine well. So I just started doing structured spontaneous cleaning. What? What is structured spontaneous cleaning? Well, it is the way for the fish in the world to be living in a river 
And by that, I mean it keeps banks on either side of us and a flow of the water to keep on track, but we can really swim anywhere around in that river we want as long as we stay within the banks (laughs) and we follow the flow of the current. Don't be an ocean fish. If you're an ocean fish and you're really, really struggling, please get some help. But if you are like, okay, okay, I could maybe figure out just a little bit of structure and then kind of have fun in the midst of it, this is for you. I have two ways to do this and I have created two PDFs for this. On the one, I broke my house down into four zones and your four zones can be anything you want. You can have, I would normally recommend kitchen to be its own place because there's just so much involved in the kitchen. You can break your zones into like, I have an upstairs, a main floor, and a basement. Those are zones. You could have bedrooms, main living spaces, bathrooms as your zones. Any way you want to do it, whatever suits your brain. That's the beauty of this. There's so much flexibility involved. You take note cards. On each of the note cards, you say rock, paper, scissors, other. And that way you can break things into four areas. What you do is you write down the tasks that you would love to do while you're in that zone. So rock might be bathrooms and then jot down all the little steps that you like to have done within a bathroom. Then do paper and you might next to paper put bedrooms and write down all the little things that you like to do when you're trying to clean up the bedrooms. Change the sheets, dust, vacuum, straighten up. Four things. Keep it simple. The next one might be main living areas. So scissors might be main living areas and it's straighten, dust, vacuum. And then other might be kitchen. Actually, other should probably be kitchen. And it's all the little things that you like to make sure are done in the kitchen beyond like just nightly dishes. You know what I mean? Obviously, it's better if you keep your dishes up every single day. But those things that the kitchen can get a little filthy, but sometimes you just don't have time for like microwave, stovetop, check the fridge, keep it simple. You know, va- uh, vacuum, mop, maybe. Those those would be maybe the, my five things on my kitchen PDF or my kitchen list. Each day, and again, I only did four days because I always think everybody should save a day for just errands. And errands, I don't know, maybe it's because I live 20 minutes from anywhere of any type of civilization. They just take their, their day. I don't try to do anything on the same day I run errands. You know, of a morning, you wake up, you have these four index cards turned upside down, scrambled, you grab two of them. And if it's rock and paper, paper beats rock, do your paper task that day and then remove that index card from the stack. The next day you pick up two index cards and it's other and scissors. Well, other trumps always. So you do your other that day and then you stick it aside. And then when you pick up your next two cards, what's left, guys? Uh, Rock and scissors. So, you know, rock smash scissors, do rock that day. And then your last day, do scissors because it's your only card left. It is a fun way to not know what you're going to clean that day, not worry about it. It's four days and every week it resets itself completely. A spontaneous structure. (laughs) You can give that one a try. If that does not suit you, Another option. You can kind of combine these two if you wanted to with monthly tasks. So if there were things around your house that you're like, I don't even care if this happens, but once a month, what I did is I I created a, a PDF that has 30 blanks with, you know, 30 blank lines with checkboxes. 
and you can go through and you can do this as your routine cleaning and write in all the different break everything you would like to be cleaned within your house within a month down into 30 little mini bites of things so the main bathroom is bite one the kids bathroom is bite two the vacuum the living room vacuum the kitchen mop the kitchen dust the upstairs however you want to do it break it into 30 different things then you make a copy of it cut that into little strips of paper and throw them in a jar and then keep your other one whole then you each morning reach into the drawer jar (laughs) randomly pull out one task that's the task you're doing you take care of it and you check it off on your checklist and then you put it into a different jar. Then each day you just see that checklist fill. So you feel that progress. It's very tactile because you're moving a piece of paper from one jar to another. And things are becoming accomplished little by little by little. And at the end of the month, you're like, wow, look at that. And then you just start again. And if you don't want the tactile and you're like, I'll never keep up with little pieces of paper. I'm not going to remember to move from one to the other. All you need is your checklist and a way to choose a random number. Guess what? Alexa will pick random numbers for you. You can ask your kids each morning, hey guys, pick me a number between 1 and 30. Let them pick a number. Get excited about seeing what the number is. Do that task that day. Then check it off. That way, the next day when they pick another random number, they can't pick one of the numbers that has already been said. You have record of it. Anyway, I hope that makes sense. I hope I described both of those well. I will put photographs of both PDFs into the Facebook group. And if you're not part of the Facebook group, go to bit.ly slash joylovinghomecommunity. It's bit.ly slash joylovinghomecommunity. Join and you can be part of this. Um, but if you are not a Facebook person and you, you're like, I'm not joining that, but you want to see this or you want access to this, if you I would love to have a website where I say, hey, it's under resources and just download it for free, which I would totally do for you. But I am struggling with my website. Um, Until I get that squared away, if you want to email me, joy at joylovinghome.com and in the subject matter, put spontaneous structured cleaning or structured spontaneous cleaning, whatever you want to put. I will email you the PDFs of both of these so that you can have them to play with. Yeah, I I am so curious to see if this is received well. I am really excited about it. I think it's a fun way to play around with cleaning in a way that does not have to be a routine. The beauty is is that every week it just automatically starts over and every month it automatically starts over. The cool thing is if you're like, well, what if I don't do all 30 things because I wasn't going to clean every single day for a month? Make it 28 things. Make it 25 things. Don't ever draw on the weekends. Guys, you have so much flexibility within this or monitor it. If you start this and you're like, uh, I got to the end of the month and I only ever did 15. So see if you can get the other 15 done the next month. Or start over and see if you actually do 19. Anything that's not done when somebody's going to come, the ad hoc hoc cleaning will take care of. (laughs) And if you happen to draw one that you were like, oh, it says clean the powder room, but I actually had people come over yesterday and I cleaned the powder room yesterday, toss it in the drawer, give yourself the check mark. You can have credit for something that just happened to be done. Don't redo it. 
if it was just completed. I am excited to get some feedback on this. I'm excited to hear what you all think of ad hoc cleaning and structured spontaneous cleaning. And let's all ditch the monkey routines. All right, that's it for today. Continue to choose joy. Did we just connect? Do you feel at home here? Oh gosh, then please do me a favor. I'd love to have you here for the next episode. And to do that, you need to follow or subscribe or hit the little plus button, whatever it takes to be here next time I drop an episode. And while you're at it, if you could scroll down and find where people rate and review the podcast, and if you would add your thoughts, it would mean the world to me. First of all, it would help other moms like us find me and they wouldn't have to feel so alone. But I actually just like hearing from you. It means a lot to know your thoughts and so that I can keep doing a a good job and having episodes that mean something to you. So connect with me. DM me on Instagram. I'm at joylovinghome. Or you can email me, joy at joylovinghome.com. Or join my community. It's bit.ly slash joylovinghomecommunity. I can't wait to hear from you. And remember, keep choosing joy.